Yeah, of course. <laughs> Actually, it might be getting weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, hello everyone, and welcome to the show. This is Let Me Finish, episode 7. I'm Daniel, as usual, I'm joined by Kevin. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Alright, and uh, today we got a show, we're talking a little bit about, may touch on the failed impeachment of uh, President Trump. Uh, Ex-President Trump. President Trump. Uh, he got we'll impeached. Talk- He's no longer president. <laughs> Imagine if this episode was the episode when Trump is no longer president. Like, he actually was impeached. <laughs> That's what you would imagine the alternate reality right now. President Pence, ex-President Trump. Oh, I don't like the sound of President Pence very much. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird, though? Like... You just wake up one day and it's like Trump's not president anymore. And all that craziness since 2016 is done. And you're like, okay. Whew. That'd be weird, man. <laughs> I kind of wonder. Like... I just kind of wonder when he's not president if things go back to normal or if we just get more crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Just do things. I feel like, I don't know, things will kind of go back to normal. Like, honestly. Because it does feel like, it feels almost like it's it's already like an alternate reality. <laughs> Yeah. In some kind of like wacky dimension, you know? Yeah. Where I it's g- just, we just kind of have a dude that's just doing like whatever he wants in office kind of. And everyone's just kind of like, I don't really know what to, th- what to do about this guy. Yeah, it's so like bizarre. Did you see after the acquittal, he posted that, he posted a GIF. Um, he posted <laughs> a GIF of, did you see that? I think I heard about it. It was a GIF where it shows, like, a Trump sign for, I don't know, 2016 or something. And then behind it, there's a Trump sign for, like, 2020. And then behind it, there's a Trump sign for 2024. And it keeps going until it's, like, Trump 2050, Trump 2060. Does he know how it works? (laughs) Well, does he know he'll be 200 years old? (laughs) Like, (laughs) he would be, like, 150 by by the time it hits, like, the middle sign. I was like... I was like, only this president would actually do something like that. That's I know, so dude. He's funny. just like off the rails sometimes, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I was and like, his... wow, that's probably the worst thing you can oh do God. after after you get ridiculous, impeached, dude. After you get impeached, how do you like return? <laughs> You're like, well, let's post a bunch of signs yeah, if I was president forever. <laughs> like, oh man, need to have it's a word just... with you. Man, I don't know, dude. His Twitter is just something else, man. Every time I see one of his tweets, I don't follow him on Twitter or anything, but I'll see obviously a lot of his tweets taken like on like Instagram and stuff, pictures of him and stuff. And every time I like look at them and I'm like, I always have to like do a double take and be like, is that like a <laughs> real tweet? Because sometimes it's like, dude, this yeah. gotta be a joke tweet. You know what I mean? I always think it's a it's joke. Just, I always think just, it's a joke. He just like just tweet like no no other president has like been like that you know what I mean just like he just literally tweets out just ridiculous things. Yeah, that was like that when I saw that I thought that was not a, I thought that someone was retweeting like an old tweet or something but it was like a real thing and I, I mean it's I guess so it's dumb. I don't know maybe it was it said Time Magazine on it or something I maybe it was some kind of reference to something but it's just the timing. It's ironic 
But it's just the timing of it is so funny that that's that's what you're gonna say after the acquittal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just found it, and that's so funny, dude. He knows how to trigger people who uh, despise him. That's what I would say. Which I don't think is hard. I think if people hate Trump so much, it'd be really easy to trigger them. But yeah, I feel like the things he does are like designed. Just to piss off that group of people that really, really hates him. Not the people who yeah. don't like him, but the group that hates him. He's yeah. always doing something just to trigger those people. That's how I feel. I, I don't know if I'm <laughs> correct, but it seems... It would yeah, seem like... man. No, I, th- I feel like that's a lot of what he does. I feel like that's just that whole, like, Trump and then, like, the people who, like, really, like, love him, too, are the same way. They're just always trying to, like, just trigger... It's basically just the people who really like Trump are always trying to trigger the people who don't... Who really don't like Trump. <laughs> yeah. And the people who really don't like Trump are always trying to trigger oh. the people who really like Trump. And then there's, oh like, gosh. the moderates in the middle that are just like, all right, can we just, like... Can Dude, we just get okay. someone to just be our president and just have it be cool? There's a poll that I really want to bring up. This is great because I saw this on Twitter. So... Also, brief side note, I've been spending like several hours on Twitter lately, which is weird for me because I usually don't spend like, I don't know, two hours on Twitter without like breathing or eating. Like, <laughs> 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 I, I usually just check into Twitter and then just sort of shrug and like, you know, you get that feeling like, oh, that's pretty gross. Like, you know, if you like lift up the garbage and you smell it and you're like, that's pretty gross. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually why I go close on Twitter. The lid again. Yeah, it, it, like for no reason. Like when a dog smells another dog's butt, it's like, eh, that wasn't so great. <laughs> that's me and Twitter. I'm just like, I'm just sniffing behind the tail there, and then I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what I thought that would be like. <laughs> yeah. leave. But now, like, it's a dumpster I've, fire, man. I've hit the golden ratio of like people I follow. Um, not even a ratio, just the golden amount of people that I follow who are just balanced between different things. So my feed is just on fire. Like, and yeah. like, I only follow like 373 people I'm seeing now, but it's just the perfect balance where I could be on Twitter for all day. I don't care. Um, shit, this, this shit is slaps now. Okay, here's, here's what I wanted to point to. There is a tweet where they did a, um, they did a inter, like, uh, poll. It's a poll from, I do want to get the source right, University of Massachusetts Lowell poll of New Hampshire Democrats would rather see, um, so it's a poll to see if New Hampshire Democrats would rather see uh, President Trump getting reelected or um, a giant meteor hitting the earth and annihilating everyone. So so, so those are the options. So people could say... Yeah, and it wasn't even Democrats, actually. It looks like it's just a poll of people in New Hampshire. Oh, no, it is It is mostly Democrats, or it's non-Republicans. So um, they said, so So option A, Trump wins re-election. Option B, meteor destroys the entire world. And um, 38% chose Donald Trump winning re-election. 62% chose the giant meteor. But what you just mentioned where you said that oh there's these really crazy people who hate trump and really crazy people who really like trump and then yeah everyone else is in the middle so the funny thing is in this survey the meteor strike uh the biggest uh sort of consensus group who wanted the meteor strike 
was moderate Democrats. Liberal Democrats and conservative Democrats both preferred Trump winning when compared to, like, the moderates. The moderates are like, give us the meteor. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Conservatives said 72% they prefer Trump to win. Liberal Democrats said 41% prefer Trump to win. 31% in moderates, and with 69% moderates saying, we want meteor strike, the biggest majority. So, the point is... It's the moderates who are being driven crazy and everyone else is just... Everyone else actually doesn't even mind Trump as much as Annihilation. They like the circus. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing is that both sides, they like the spectacle and it's like... But then, I don't know. I don't really want my uh, government to just be a spectacle all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Because it's like, it's kind of like, it's interesting sometimes to watch a world burn, sure, but it's like when it's your government and it's just a mess you don't really know what's going on with it and you don't know where your gov- where your country's going to be like headed in a couple of years you're like could go either way it's wild so so i guess that's our experiment though so trump didn't get impeached right he's still president yes yes indeed that's still a thing okay <laughs> the vote wasn't very Appar- close huh? apparently until that gif literally that the, the signs go all the way to like 20,000 or something <laughs> when everyone's it's dead stupid. yeah it's so dumb i thought that was hilarious that was what he came out with but the impeachment was like so i i, I know that so we mentioned before we were talking about this that like we both didn't really hear about the impeachment until mm. like later because it wasn't really reported. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the impeachment was like a big thing, but the uh, thing, the actual yeah. trial at uh, Senate. True. That was basically that was, non-report, not reported on, basically at all. That was like a sideshow of a sideshow or something. Yeah. yeah. They would just mention like little tidbits here and there. Everyone, you know what? Part of it though is coronavirus became like the only story that anyone cares about. And yeah. that just launched into another orbit. And then all this impeachment stuff is just trivial if we're all turning to zombies and then, like, roaming around eating each other. Yeah, yeah. doesn't really matter who's president in the year 20,000 if uh, 20, everyone's dead from a virus anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, may, I, that's, I feel like it's partially true, though. Like, other stories kind of took up. The impeachment thing just ran out of oxygen. And then in the Senate, it was like, well, I don't know, you know, you're going into a room of Republican majority or whatever. Yeah. So it was, it just, was, it was just like a we death knew the sentence. result before it. Yeah, it was just like, a, I don't know. It just, there was no, it, there, he wasn't going to lose the trial. I really don't think that Democrats gained anything from this. Like, I feel like this is only, like, first of all, it emboldens like trump and his administration because they're like hey we got impeached and then nothing happened so now they probably think they could do anything (laughs) and if they get impeached they'll just walk it off because they walked off the last one and also if democrats impeach again a second time no one's really gonna buy it people are just gonna think well you try to impeach him first and yeah you already did it once yeah you can do it multiple times but i it's never been done before and i don't think that the people will really want to support a second impeachment. So if anything, I feel like this is going to backfire in the sense that Trump's now going to just be like, hey, I have a blank check now. I have like, you know, eight months or something, maybe like, yeah, about eight months left in office or maybe 10, I think. 
and I've already been impeached and acquitted, so now I'm just going to do anything I want to do. <laughs> so yeah, think- it's like, he's just, he can kind of do whatever, because, and I think, yeah, it's like, just, we don't, we don't really want to see another impeachment, you know? At least, like, I don't. It's just like, That's, okay, I, like, I, he he's not impeached. All right, let's, yeah. let's just move on and see what happens next. So I think that's why when I said, you know, and I don't know if I made this prediction on the show, but I made the prediction where I said they they shouldn't impeach him all the way. They should, if they're going to bring it up in the, the, the house where they have the majority, that's fine. But they shouldn't actually go and submit it to the Senate because they know it's just going to face it like a firing squad. So instead of doing the dumb choice, maybe they should have just backed off, not actually went through with the full impeachment um i know they want the they want to just get that line where they can say oh trump is impeached forever that's the only win for the democrats here but i don't think anyone who's not already a democrat really cares at all i think that democrats would have had a better position if they instead of impeaching trump just said well we're going to but we know that these people are gonna rig the trial or whatever do all that kind of like sowing a bunch of doubt and conspiracy and stuff yeah I think that, and then also then for the next like, year, they could basically just keep saying, hey, well, if any time Trump does something we don't like, then we'll drop this impeachment. We'll add another line to it saying, then Trump did this thing, which is corrupt, and then now we're going to, you know what I mean? I think that they should have yeah. loaded the gun, and then they know they can't fire the gun, so they just kept the loaded gun and waited until the time where they could fire it versus just handing it to the Senate, and the Senate just unload it. You know, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make any sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because it's just, it's like you said, in the end, now it's just like it's all over now. Yeah. At least in that chance, at least they would have had something that they could hold over the Republicans. Yeah, exactly. They could have just shook you know? the, like, you know, like a big stick at them for a long time. I guess since exactly. tr- Trump's going, probably going to be up for a reelection soon, anyways. So there's not a lot you could do, but I would say even if he wins the re-election, then you would be like, oh, he won the re-election, but we said we were going to impeach him. Maybe they'll get some seats in the Senate, and then they could then do the impeachment after the election. You know? Like, that would have been yeah. a perfect backup plan. Like, yeah, if they I think just it was just... It was, an inoppor- it was an inopportune time to take it to trial. Exactly, because yeah. Because they knew they were going to lose, and exactly. they didn't gain any kind of... Uh, they didn't gain anything from it because, if anything, they lost. Yeah, if anything, they lost because now Trump is just <laughs> posting I, about how he's going to be president <laughs> until the end of time. <laughs> he's like taunting. It's terrible. But I think, like, I yeah. feel like if anything, so I'm not, I'm not Democrat or Republican, but I do feel like Democrats here could have held on to their ammo. You know, if you're playing Call of Duty and you only got a couple rounds left, and you flip to your sidearm yeah. and you've got like one clip and um if anyone even knows what i'm talking about but take a shot that you know you can hit yeah take a shot you know you can hit don't take a shot you know you're gonna miss because then the person gets the hit marker and then they know where you are and then they turn around and then they kick your ass um am i good at call of duty no but <laughs> that's pretty much every time I play Call of Duty, that's what happens. I take a few shots at someone, then they turn around, and, and they, they clean my clock. <laughs> they just clean my clock. They're like, oh, you thought you would do what? And then they go on about their day like it was nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, that's so shitty. <laughs> oh, man. 
Actually, Battlefield's more like that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't kill anyone in, like, one shot. You take, like, a couple shots, and then they just turn around to just mow you down. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, well, yeah, there's, like, a gun right now that's, like, that for some reason they just didn't do the, like, damage model adjustments to. So it's just wow. way better than any gun in the rest of the game. That's great. And it can actually just kill people at a range. So yeah, pretty much you just like shoot them and then they just know where you are and then they just kill you with an overpowered gun and then move okay. on. Okay, kind of going anyway. on a tangent here, but um, do you agree with this statement? Battlefield 5, is that the new one? Battlefield 5, that's the one that's out? That's the new one. Okay, Battlefield 5. Because it was 5. Battlefield 1 and then Battlefield 5. Battle- oh, that makes sense. Battlefield <laughs> 5 is an RPG. Agree or disagree? I mean, I understand where you're going there, but... Right? I, I mean, I kind of disagree, but, like, I understand, yeah, where you're going. It's like... Yeah. It's like an RPG, almost. It's one it's of those ones where you just... You get. Like, everything's just a bullet sponge, and you're just hitting it again and again and again. Well, I mean it in a positive way. Like, like, it's very tactical. You can't just mow people down. Just having really precise aim is almost overrated, I feel like, sometimes. And it's more like... I don't know. There's something to it. There's there's more of a yet to have the right pattern of like combination of things, and you have to know a lot of stuff. Like this weapon works in this way, and it's not so much like you just grab a loadout and you go shoot people because you're really good at headshots. Yeah, I think that it definitely like which has been shooting games for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think yeah, it definitely has that aspect of like you know use use specific guns in specific situations but i think that there are games that do that a lot better like this game i've been there's a game i've been playing recently called hunt showdown you play the most random indie titles that i've never seen the light of day it's not indie it's from crytek from what crytek they did crisis is that crytek oh yeah i thought that's a company that makes like but it is definitely it's not really uh it's it's a it's 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 not like a small game, but it definitely like I don't know. It definitely doesn't have as many players as a lot of the mainstream games. Yeah. But that game is like really they really really lean into the whole like, uh, you know, situational weapons kind of things. You know what I mean? Because it's interesting. It's, it's in like it's supposed to be based in like the late eighteen hundreds or something. So you're using a lot of like protection <laughs> Are you rifles. serious? Did yeah. You say seriously. Late eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah. So it's really? like you're using like yeah yeah, but it's like it's like uh basically it's like a sort of like PVE PVP game. So it's like basically you got to go in and you like you have to hunt down this like AI boss and like get out with a bounty, basically. But there's other players there that are on other teams that are also trying to get the same bounty. So you know. You, someone else gets the bounty you got to kill them and take it from them Mm. but it's really like i said it really leans into that like situational kind of weapon because you have like you know your bolt action rifles that like they have a lot of range um and they have power but then uh at close range it's like you know you'll get like totally destroyed by like a shotgun or something like like that that's like them saying, hey, the, let's go pre-World War One, where no other shooting game has gone before. Yeah, it's really, it's a really like unique setting that they chose. Because it's like, 
basically it's like in like the like deep south like in like the bayou and you're like going into like the bayou with yeah like these old guns some of them are like civil war era some of them are like a little bit later on now that we're talking about this i'm actually shocked that it's like 2020 and call of duty and battlefield haven't touched revolutionary war or um they haven't touched uh civil war either isn't that weird I think like I don't know. I would have totally done that just for like the just for the look. Just, just for because like, just to the press look, you know? I would have been like, here's machine guns. I don't give a shit. Machine guns <laughs> in Revolutionary War. Like what the fuck does it matter? After fifteen <laughs> fighters. Like fuck you if you don't like that. But I would have had all that shit, but then just have everyone look like colonial. Like what's the look what's like the point? It's skins, the- right? I, I'm I'm happy to do that right now, Dice. If you make me executive producer on this thing, <laughs> here's what we're gonna take everything from Battlefield Five. We're gonna just get a mod that puts everyone into colonial uniforms, and we'll make a few very uh, you know large, expansive maps of like Boston and Bunker Hill and that that Valley Forge or something. Um, all these all these like really cool, really uh, expansive maps and level design. And um, and we'll just reskin five, and then we'll have the same loadout, but maybe we'll just make all the same guns stuff. have like just a wood skin on everything. Make yeah, make them look like <laughs> kind of like steampunky or something. Everything looks yeah. Oh my god, dude! Do like steampunk. Yes, and we'll have some people who like content writers write about how these guns were I don't know experimental or something or time travel. Holy well, shit! Just dude, get that's like. Time- that's like a thing though is that battlefield like a lot of the guns even like in like battlefield 5 and stuff a lot of the guns are like pretty much entirely experimental and some of them were never even like actually like there's not even like existing real world like guns they were just like concepts that people came up with dude wouldn't this be exciting though like battlefield 5 revolutionary war and then just just wild guns. Let's just make up our own guns. Like, who cares about any of that bullshit? Like, I don't the care. Historical accuracy and stuff. Yeah, you can have horses. You can have biplanes. Biplanes, dude. Dude, that's like, basically just Battlefield One, man. They had literally really? you could ride around on horses. Oh shoot! And they had, they had biplanes and stuff. The, how is that game cool. received? Was it received well? It's moderate. It was like received okay, but once Battlefield Five came out, pretty much everyone just dropped it. Look, Revolutionary War is like it's like the blue ocean strategy. It's an area no one else is there. Yeah. It's ready to be disrupted, and no one else would even have the same theme or anything. Instead of It'd just bunch be of, something entirely different. Yes, be the only Revolutionary War cyberpunk game ever. I think it's too good to pass up. It's it's genius. I think that could uh, that could be interesting, man. Right, we're opening a game studio. Let me finish as now a game we're studio. We're doing it, man. <laughs> we're just gonna come up with game ideas in between political arguments. Um, <laughs> I I I don't know how to segue into the next one. We had another topic, but I didn't even let you intro it on the intro. I didn't even let you finish. I just realized that. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> I didn't let you finish. <laughs> so go ahead and finish. What's the seven? All right. What's... Now that you're going to let me finish, uh, the other finish all you want. topics we were talking about. Well, we were going to touch on uh, the BoJack Horseman season finale released uh, last week, was it? I think the that there should be last a... Week? Well, I think there should be a special word for 
season finales or series finales. Sorry. Or sorry, yeah, series series yeah. finale. There should be a special word for a series finale when the show has been canceled. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. series finale, like Seinfeld's, like, it's like hey, we're we're not making Seinfeld anymore. Here's the series finale. But series finale, like, this is the end of the show. Whatever happened to like, I don't know. I can't remember any other shows that got canceled right now. <laughs> but Bojack Horseman, I feel like it should have another name because it doesn't feel like. Man, maybe that's a I'm mean, no spoilers yet, but but it, it wasn't like a finale finale. It was like uh because it was two parts, so yeah. No, it was a weird thing. Now. If you've seen BoJack Horseman, you know most of the seasons yeah. are generally around what eight episodes, right? Exactly. But this season was fifteen episodes it was, long. It was. I thought it was sixteen, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it, well, fifteen I think was. It's all over the place, though. It's all over the place. It isn't just like okay, now the show ends because we did all the seasons and the the all of the contracts are up, uh, and we can't get Will Arnett or Aaron Paul to come back. So we're gonna have one last season and finish everything up. It was more like Netflix took it behind a barn, shot it in the head, and then while it was bleeding out, all the people had to somehow write some kind of ending for it. So it was like it was like all the things you wanted. Quickly, just patch it together. Yes, it was all make it look presentable. Daniel hasn't seen the last the the, the last of the last episodes. I haven't um, seen. Uh, I'm on episode <laughs> eight of uh, season six right now. Yes, so I, I watched all of them. I, I like the, the last thing. part of like the last episode of the first part, maybe. Yes, that's exactly. So I went. I, I was up to where you were. I watched the the first set of the. It's so fucking confusing. I watched the first half of the last season. Uh, I hate that I have to say that. And then it came out at the end of January. It's January 31st. They put out the last uh, eight or seven or eight episodes. We can't seem to agree on that. So seven or eight episodes they put out for the end of the end season. Yeah, and basically another season. Yes, basically just another tacked on to the end of the uh, other season. Yeah. So and then uh, I was the other day I was home. And I watched Jojo Rabbit, which is a really good movie. I hope it wins a bunch of Oscars. And then I got home, and I was like, yeah, kind of got the feels from that movie. So let me just watch Bojack Horseman while I have the feels. And then I watched Bojack Horseman. I watched the last, like, eight episodes to stay up to, like, 2 or 3 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I actually thought it was really good. And then I went to bed, and I woke up, and I was like, eh, wait, what is what the heck? That didn't make any <laughs> sense. So let me just say this. You haven't seen the last part, but the last, the the end, the second part two of season six, it's it's the ending that you want. No, no, no. It's it's a uh, it's all the moments that you want in the conclusion to BoJack Horseman, but it's interspersed in between just a totally like incoherent, like total, just badly written, hard to understand, difficult to follow very jumbled together rambling ending that you don't want so it's yeah. it's it's all this like the plot wise it's just fucking awful the plot wise is terrible and then they try to put in all those moments and dialogue that are really poignant and powerful and moving and human and at the same time like it's just kind of ruined because how they get from point a to point b uh it's just fucking bad so that was that was my takeaway <laughs> i don't mean to be so like upset by it but like some of the, there's a bunch of retconning. They go back and they retcon stuff left and right 
not left and right, but pretty big points. They'll, they'll just do like a random flashback and then rewrite something that happened to give it like a different context to make it seem huh. worse. Yeah, they just rewrite stuff to make it seem worse, and then they they take Bojack's character and get more like inconsistent, or like oh he's addicted or he's not addicted, and then it goes back and forth, and then they write a whole long episode at the end, uh, which I won't give away for spoilers. But the second to the last episode, everyone says that's the episode it should have ended on. Um, should we do spoilers? I don't know if we should. Maybe we should wait. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't mind really getting getting things spoiled for me. We'll wait. We'll it wait for you me. to finish. We we'll do a we'll do a touchback. We'll ask you what you thought about the ending. Let me finish, the and then we can. Yeah, let's it. let. I'll let you finish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you finish. Okay. <laughs> Fine. But but, but no, just, I don't know. I feel like. How do you feel about the series overall? And then tell me about the last season so far. This is a great. And then when we wrap up next week with how it actually ends, we'll we'll, we'll see what you think. But yeah, uh, so. well, I mean, obviously, I really like the show. I really like the first three seasons a lot. Um, and yeah, the fourth season really kind of just it. Yeah, we talked about it before. It just wasn't good. <laughs> Did we talk about the fourth season before? I think we talked about the fourth season before. Okay, good, yeah. But it was just not good. Uh, if we didn't, basically, it was just they were just it was just kind of almost like I felt like a cash grab season, or they were just they were just kind of trying to pump out episodes that were just I don't know, just didn't make any sense, and they yeah. weren't connected, and it just didn't make sense with the rest of the story. Episode exactly. or season five, I did I liked it, but I feel like it was kind of lacking a little bit, like in the in the charm like just i don't know just the little things something that i really like about the beginning of uh season six too is that it kind of feels it feels like the earlier seasons again where they're just i yeah. don't know they're just doing like little like it's just stupid little things like they're doing like weird like just puns mixed into conversation and they do like these weird play on plays on word like play on words and things like that that uh yeah. i feel like just kind of like little things that you just appreciate through the episode and stuff uh, and I really like that part for sure. Having that back's been nice. Um, I don't know. The story's been interesting so far. So far, I feel like it's like a natural. It feels like a a natural progression of where he should, of where Bojack's character should go. Okay, so you know? this is this is great. Then, so you should tell me how you think it ends or how you think it should end. So you, you're going to write the ending. Just just mention where you are right now, like the last episode you saw, and then just tell me, like, if you have eight more episodes, how do you end it? All right. If I have eight more episodes, God, that's just a lot. This is going to be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's part of the problem. They have it's a lot episodes. of episodes to end on. They have way well, because too many. Where I'm at right now is where the, um, the reporters, those two reporters, they're starting to dig up... Uh, bojack's past in like new mexico and um what happened with sarah lynn right and stuff they're just starting to dig it up um but i don't know i feel like a, where i would like to see the show go is to i would like to see him i don't know just kind of just start something a little new you know sober now i mean i, I feel like I don't know. I've always wanted him to like just you know to get so. I feel like there's two ways that the show could end. The show could either end or he just keeps being like just a shitty, 
like addicted asshole and stuff and just keeps being a shitty person all the time. And eventually it just leads to him. I don't know, like just what, I don't know. He doesn't overdose or dies in like a car accident or something. And everyone's just like, yeah, whatever that dude was an asshole anyway. Or, you know, where he's headed right now is towards like recovery. And I feel like that'd be a good way to end the show because Otherwise, what's kind of the point of the whole show? What's the point of all his experiences and his, you know, his loss of like Sarah Lynn and stuff? You know, if he doesn't learn something from it and find, you know, a, I don't know, and find his his own recovery. And what's what's the point of us tagging along for these six seasons? You know, if he just ends up back where he started. Uh, That's so fascinating. I don't know. That's very fascinating. That's fascinating because the actual end, this is going to be really good. So we're definitely going to circle back next episode and see, like, when you see the end, just just get your take on it. Because um, I can say for now that you pretty much, like, outlined the ending without actually saying what happens in the end, which is really interesting. So I really want to know what you think. And next episode, we'll do spoilers. We'll okay, really yeah. let it loose. But I, I thought yeah. the ending was too long. I feel like that's part of the problem, that they didn't Definitely. need to do 16 episodes. It's just, it, they, they would have been fine if they just did a regular season, pared it down, kept the plot more simple, didn't add a lot of new characters or ideas and stuff. Yeah. And then just let it, the, here, another problem with it, which you already are aware from the first half, is that the last season, and this isn't a spoiler, but uh, the last season separates all the characters into just different places. And then they're each sort of in their own kind of bottle episodes almost. Sometimes like real yeah. shows do this because it's cheaper to pay people if they don't have to be like on set at the same time. It's voice acting, so I don't think they need to either. They could just have someone else read and have them all done separately. But it almost feels like bottle episodes towards the end because everyone's kind of in different places. And their storylines yeah. barely intersect and they only intersect at certain points. And I feel like that was just such a strategic loss because for the rest of the season, so uh, this is a minor spoiler, but it's pretty much more of the same where there's only a few small points where everyone's in the same place. And like for an ensemble animated show, why would you spend the whole last season with like the characters mostly not interacting with each other? Yeah. But that was a colossal well, like strategic failure on my, my yeah. opinion. Well, and I think that's like, that's also, yeah, that's such a, shame because i think one of my favorite episodes from the season so far was the episode where they're all in mr peanut butter's house you know yeah yeah because it was great because they're all interacting with each other you know they all have their their stories their own stories going on but they're all happening simultaneously with each other yeah and it just that's where i was like that that scene just felt like classic bojack to me because it's just there's just all these kind of like weird things going on and everyone's like got their own story going but like i said they're intermingled with everyone else's and uh yeah and it's like it's just it's just kind of like a little goofy and off the walls but like there's still a lot of like weight to what's going on as well yeah i'm okay if they want to make the point that like oh people move on and bojack's gonna spend less time with diane and todd as time goes on and stuff even Prisca. like that kind of makes sense but the fact that they stretch yeah. it out for 16 episodes almost of just the people just not really interacting it just made the show just feel like it just it's prolonged it was an ending that felt rushed because the show got canceled so they didn't really have enough material to really tie up everything the right way um and then at the same time it felt prolonged because it just goes on and on forever so yeah yeah, but anyway, so next week we're going to figure out how you really think the ending is. 
It's yeah, we'll see how the ending goes. It's weird. You almost predicted, like, you predicted it without predicting it, which is really funny. Um, but there was a third story that we have to cover today because this story. Oh boy. Honestly, I haven't. We, we both read this story in the morning and I can't stop thinking about it. Like, I literally don't. I just want to know why this is in the news. How did this happen? Like, you read a news story, you just don't even believe it really happened. So, uh, do you have it up? Because I, I, I could pull it up. Uh, I have it up. We didn't yeah. want to read it ahead of time because it's just too shocking. But it's right. just a weird story. Let's see. So this is a uh, from looks like a news source from Kentucky. I don't know. Mountain News. Wow, looks I'm like not surprised. W Y M T. Not not sure exactly. Yeah. Uh, articles by Katie Katie Cook. But, uh, so yeah, the, it opens with a, a middle school band teacher has been arrested after West Virginia State Police received a complaint of criminal sexual misconduct. And it goes on to talk about how basically there was a chat created between uh, him and a 14-year-old girl and another 12-year-old student. And what's, this is where it gets weird. So, okay. obviously, we've all heard the stories about, you know, creeps talking to kids and trying to get pictures from them and stuff, inappropriate pictures and stuff. Yeah. Really messed up. But what's weird here is that he all he does is he he's trying to convince them to send inappropriate pictures of themselves to other people, to <laughs> <What>? other students, <laughs> and get them to send the stuff back to her. What but he didn't heck? even try to get anything. It's so weird. I just don't understand. So he's in a chat with two people asking them to get inappropriate pictures and send them to each other? Yes. I don't even understand how you get into that position. I like, don't know. And then he says, let's see. So according to the criminal complaint, Bookman, uh, the teacher, admitted to asking the students to send nudes to other students. Send However, Bookman claimed he asked the questions in a joking manner, which is just... It's just so weird. Hey, do you want to send your dick to Susie? Send your dick pic to Susie. You should do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> who the hell does that? That doesn't even make sense. Who I don't tries, understand. Like, what are you gaining out of this, man? It's like, this is a joke. It's like, yeah, okay, but why, though? <laughs> but why? What kind of, like... <laughs> What kind of joke is that? What what part of this is funny? I don't even understand what part of it's perverted yet. It's just so far it's like... I know. It's just weird, man. It's yeah. like... It's clearly inappropriate. It's inappropriate. <laughs> it's, it's just weird. I don't like... I don't. I can't see like a motivation behind him. So he, he, he told officers he spoke to both young girls in the group chat because they were all friends. I don't know. It's just a weird... Yeah. People are weird, man. Teachers, man. Most teachers Dude, are probably was... great, but, you know, it's... it's you get is... a few of them. There was a couple teachers at my school growing up that were, uh... One of them, like, got... It came out that she was, like, having an affair with a student, whatever. And yeah. then, I don't know, he, like... I don't know, he brought it up to the school or something. Or they found out somehow or something. And now she's in, uh in prison or whatever yeah and then it was like right after i actually graduated was she went to prison for that 
And then there was another uh, teacher that got caught. He was, like, taking pictures, um, like, up girls' skirts and stuff. So he got also sent to prison, thankfully. And then, uh, I don't know, and then, like, another teacher, <laughs> all, like, right around the same time. So wow. Another teacher, like, died of a heart attack. I don't know, man. So it's just the teachers were just falling left and right. Wow, that like, third guy. Man, I'm glad I got out of, <laughs> out of here. That's crazy. I, I now I'm never gonna send a kid to public school. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, an experience, man. I don't, I don't understand how people even make school work. Like I feel like it's such a like man. Can't we just have robots or something to do all the school stuff and like, uh, it's so complicated. Yeah, I don't know. High school is kind of bullshit, man. It is bullshit. Sometimes I feel like it's just a place to hold people until like you can trust them with like a I driver's license. I think a lot of it is. And, yeah, a lot of it is to because they don't feel comfortable allowing children to. You guys just can't be roaming around freedom. the streets together and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a big motivation behind behind it, and especially why the school day is so long. You so know, long. It's like, there's yeah. like there's like so many like studies, scientific studies that say like, you know, especially like teens, they need more sleep, they need to sleep in later. So they should if they really cared about the students, they would have school start later and it wouldn't be for as long. So they could actually spend the you know, wake up and be ready to learn and actually spend the full time learning. But they really just, all they do is they just try and get them all in the same place where they can keep an eye on them <laughs> for, you know, eight hours a day. Sounds and bad when you figure. say it like that. <laughs> that's ba- I feel like that's basically what it is a lot. It's just a prison. That's like a part-time prison. <laughs> basically. It's just a weekday prison. Well, they can go and arrest you. Well, not, not in every state, but some states they can go and arrest you if you don't have your kid in school, you know, like for truancy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I almost had to go to um, corporate currency when I was in high school. Yeah, they can go after I, your parents for that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I No, I actually I had a buddy that, uh, yeah, he it was in high school and yeah, he was truant and he, um, yeah, he had to go to court for it and stuff. And he like, he so you didn't was, show up to the part-time prison weird. enough, so we're going to send you to the full-time prison. So they, And that's the thing. This, they, they literally did. They, they sent him to, like, juvie for, like, 30 days or something for not going to school. It's like, that doesn't make any – well, now he's not in school. <laughs> yeah. <in> juvie. <laughs> like, it just makes to, no sense. There's got to be a better way to do school. I think that's a cool – that should be disrupted. I feel like people talk about tech and startups, and they say, like, oh, healthcare is going to be disrupted. I think education should be disrupted because, like – you have an institution that's too big. It's not really optimized at all. It's really expensive. All the, you know, it's not competitive. A lot of the burden is just on the government to fund these places. Everyone's forced to go there. There's not really like, I don't know. There's no funding, no excitement. Teachers aren't paid very well to care or do anything. And yeah. like at the end of the day, people don't really learn a lot or like get enough skills. And say a lot of people who come out of high school, um, if you, there's some statistic like people who like do like well in high school or something or it does better job at predicting where you go in life versus like if you went to college or not i heard something like that actually i think it's like kindergarten and stuff so i I think something like something about education from kindergarten to 12th grade k-12 that needs to get disrupted there needs to be some way to to get in there 
have a more cost-effective solution that's better for people, that gets people smarter and, like, gets them more prepared for stuff and, like, moves them on. I so don't give a rat's ass about free college because I think college is such a waste of everyone's time and barely anyone even benefits from it except for the people Mm -hmm. who, like, run those institutions because there's monopolies on the face of it. Uh, so yeah, I feel like, man. like honestly, so forget about college. Just try to take K twelve and make that like valuable. I I even feel like free college is just like an admission that we don't know what the hell to do about K through twelve. So we're just gonna try to take college and make that one Basically. expensive. That's well, how I, I think feel. Too, like I think like I I think you know I think that college is. Expensive. It's it's too expensive. I think that it's definitely too expensive. We, you know, people shouldn't be getting into debt for life. But also, too, you know, I feel like a lot of people would be more willing to go and get a college education if they didn't have like such a bad taste in their mouth from K through twelve. Because I yeah. think that you know, forcing these kids to just you know to just be there, just just to be there and whatever, and you just learn and, and then the whole thing is like they just they don't really give you a lot of context for what you're doing and stuff. So people just get a bad taste in their mouth for education. And they think that they don't want to go to, to college or something, or they don't want to learn or that yeah. they don't like learning. But really what they don't like is they don't like the institution. Exactly. The whole format should be different. I, people use like, like middle school and elementary school. It's just like, it's like daycare. You know, we just have a huge daycare system that goes up to when people are 18 and Basically. maybe I'm being, I'm probably being a little too harsh, but at the same time, like, I just feel like there's some way we have all of these resources out there. We've got to be able to add value to it. So people want to do school or they get something out of it, or it's a better value exchange for what we put into it, which is, you know, a lot of time, effort, money into schooling for nationwide for all kids everywhere. It's got to be expensive. So there's got to be a better value exchange. People get more out yeah. of it. You know, parents get more out of it and then, you know, make college less important because right now there's so much value put into college. But when you go through college, you you pay like a whole bunch of money just to come out. And then, you know, a lot of people who come out of college need to just go back to even get more trading. And it's just it's such a loose gamble to actually even get where you're trying to go. And I feel like college should be more optional and uh, high school and stuff should be more beneficial. Maybe that's my platform. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that, well, because I feel like, uh, like the way that it's built is basically like K through 12. It's like the education side of it is built basically that they just give you like a very, very like baseline, super, super basic, like understanding of like very simple concepts. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you'll actually learn when you go to college. It's like, why, why not learn? here and now you know what i mean like why if you're if you're there you know why not why not get that learning in why put it behind a paywall you know there's gotta be i don't really know what the answer is either i think it's like i guess what a lot of people do is just look at education systems around the world to try to find one that makes more sense but i i don't want to go like to the next level i want to figure out how do we get to like just a whole new level of schooling that is somehow more helpful for people. You know, how do we drive that? You know, I want flying cars, Daniel. I want cars (laughs) that fly. These kids these days aren't getting me there. Kids are the future. I want better future. So I need to get these better kids. (laughs) 
Come on, we gotta get these flying cards somehow. I'm too dumb to do it, but these kids are supposed to tell me how. Yeah, I mean, you know, Elon Musk is just a boob compared to like the kids of the future. So, where's Musk 2.0? The only way we get there is making an education system that makes Musk 2.0 like possible. Yeah. No, man. God, dude. College is really, it really is, like you said, it's just a monopoly. It's like a perfect example is like the, um, for my fundamentals of programming class. Yeah. Um, the director of the computer science department at uh, my college wrote a textbook. And so that's what we use in the class and the wow. programming class. And, oh man, like I, I was kind of like, I was... I looked up reviews of the book on Amazon because the new edition was like a hundred bucks. I was like, I don't really want to pay for that if, you know, and I looked at the reviews on Amazon and people were like, yeah, no, he literally doesn't change anything in the book. The book stays the same every edition. All he does is change the homework and the lab assignments, which means that you have to buy a new one every year. Otherwise, you won't know what the homework and lab assignments are. But, like, the the book itself, like, the material is all the same. And probably the worst part about it, like, someone described it as they're like, it seems like he basically just wrote it over the weekend when he was drunk because there's just typos everywhere. And not wow. just in the text, in the code snippets, in the snippets where he's like, oh, well, this is how you write a C program. There's typos in it, which means that it doesn't work. It doesn't, so it doesn't work. So you have to like do it and then you have to figure out what he, what typo he made that's making (laughs) your program not run. It's so dumb, dude. And it's just, but it's like, what do you, you can't do anything because otherwise, you know, I mean, the labs are like 45% of the grade. So if you didn't, if you don't have it, yeah, and you don't know what to do, and you just miss out on forty five percent of your grade. That's so crazy. Do you have to like debug the examples just yeah. to figure out what the heck's going on? It's just stupid, man. Okay, and it's we're... like there's not even a lot of information in there. He just has like big text, so it takes up a lot of the page. So then it's just a lot of pages with really big text with like very little information. Yeah, that I think um, so. Programming books, I never bought those. I don't think I ever. I would just, uh, I would just Google the stuff. I, that's how I learned it. That's how I think yeah. you should always learn it. So uh, there's actually a thing from Google. I'll probably, I don't want to blast it out. Maybe I'll do it next episode. But they're doing some kind of IT certifications, and so people don't have to go to school and get computer science. And I feel like that's genius. There should yeah. be tech companies, which are becoming monopolies anyways, to just put out certificates and stuff. And then people should just train for those. Well, that's what then, Cisco's been doing for yeah, years. Exactly. And make like a common standard maybe for a few of the big four or something. And just say like, if you can just get to this level of certification and have some like Coursera stuff that you understand, you'll be much more competitive. And then just, yeah. just get, unlock all this talent that's not sitting in school for four years just getting dumber. Yeah. So I was going to close with um, this uh, this Twitter segment. So I was usually we just jump onto Twitter and we grab something random. My Twitter's being like pretty, pretty honorary right now. I mean, I've got some pretty 
terrible stuff. I don't know what's going on with Sundays. Everyone on Twitter is being really, really awful. Um, I don't want to pull up something that's too terrible, but... Um, did you just do a funny one? I'm good with funny. Hey, good vibes. We can end on some good vibes. Okay, well, I, I hate to do it, but I'm just going to go for it. This is not really a funny one. <laughs> okay. There's someone tweeted, I'll send the link to you, but they said that um, his wife is complaining about a lot of crimes in his neighborhood. So he went and he put all those gun-free zone signs around his house. You know, the sign that has a picture of a gun with the red X over it or something. Yeah. And he just put those around his house and he says, problem solved. And it's definitely being tweeted as a sarcastic tweet. But that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what's in my timeline. So That is uh, an interesting snippet into <laughs> an interesting peek into your timeline. Yes. Um, I follow liberal and I follow non-liberal people so my timeline can be pretty rowdy sometimes pretty polarized it feels like you're in a mosh pit usually (laughs) i'll see tweets multiple times because one person will retweet it and be like this person's an idiot and then another person in my timeline retweet and be like this person is a genius you know (laughs) i'm so confused right now um how do you feel about gun free zone signs bigger dialogue uh so I was in Chicago. I used to see these on literally like every window in Chicago. Like, and that's funny because a lot of gun oh, violence really? there. People say, "Yeah, I think compared to Seattle, it's probably way more gun violence." But um, it's a lot so, of gun. It's like one of the, like the biggest cities for gun violence. In you would see gun-free America. zone signs. You would see them in like you know like apartments. You would just see them in like all the windows of like an apartment as you're walking by some neighborhood. I was in. Um, jackson park or something like that it's like a it's a it's a i don't know it's an okay neighborhood or it's jefferson park i forget but um but yeah you'd see them in all the windows you'd go down to like where the stores are every store would have like gun free zone uh window on the (laughs) sign on the window and i used to kind of wonder about it because i think like if someone has a gun are they gonna like be like i guess i can't get that pizza parlor because i got my gun today (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't really understand what it means but i Maybe it's a marketing thing, like, people, you can eat pizza here because no one in here will have a gun. yeah, no one's going to be shooting in here. I don't know. Or is it, like, a liability thing? Like, you're legally not allowed to have a gun in here, so if you shoot anyone, it's not my fault. It's possible, but I'm pretty sure that um, (laughs) there's, like, a lot of pretty strict gun laws in uh, Chicago anyway. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it could be a legal liability thing. Kind of like, Yeah. So they can say, if something happens, they can be like, well, we said no guns. We said you can't have guns, so you brought the guns, so now now you're in trouble for shooting someone, because <laughs> you can't do that here. Yeah. So and, the shooting was fine, more importantly, the we're not in trouble, because we're we said no. <laughs> we didn't That's condone guns. <laughs> I don't understand too much what this sign means, or like... How, like I don't mean to be cynical or anything at all. Like I just don't get it. Like I don't. I don't understand. know. I feel like he's trying to make a. I get it's like a, this is definitely. I think this person says federalist. I think that's like a that's like a conservative uh, <laughs> outlet or something like that. Something. Uh, it's got to be, but I, I I just don't get the sign itself. Like it's it's. I'm trying to find a comparison for it, but it's hard to say. 
it's like saying like you, I don't know. I'm thinking about. It's not like those signs in school where they're like peanut free zone, and then all the kids who can't eat peanuts will like gather in that area. You know, <laughs> there's like that table in like the lunchroom where they're like peanut free zone. Have you ever seen that? No. <laughs> what are you talking about i remember i don't know if i'm thinking about maybe i saw this on tv i don't know a little section that's just yeah the peanut free table no peanut a peanut free quarantine zone that's what it's get to it peanut allergies i just sit and then there's like the there's like the anti-vaccination table where all the kids with parents to vaccinate. <laughs> Next to the nut allergy table. And then like there's a third table in like a hood high school where they're like, oh, this is the gun free table. <laughs> all the kids don't have guns sit at this table. That's my that's how I feel about this sign though. When I see it, I feel like, isn't this like it's so funny like isn't this like like i'm supposed to imagine that everyone in this store doesn't have a gun because of the sign like i don't understand i don't i feel like a false sense of security is here yeah i don't know man i don't know i feel like having it up in a place of business like we said it's really more about liability than anything so that they can't you know so they can be like well we said don't and they had it, so, but we said don't, you know, it's the same thing like, uh, like warning labels, you know, you got to put a warning label label on like a ladder to be like, be careful on the ladder. Yeah. Because then if someone falls, they're like, well, we told you not to fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? like, yeah, banal, it's just like a banal thing. Like, like we're just saying this because we're going to say it and now, you know, it's obviously. It's like the, the hot coffee thing. You know, where like McDonald's didn't used to have hot uh, hot coffee warnings on their uh, coffee cups. Then when someone spilled it on themselves and burned themselves, they sued. So then yeah. they started putting, you know, hey, warning, hot beverage. That's so such they a could good idea. Be like, you know, like don't sue us because we I said it's this, hot. Okay, now I'm gonna be cynical. I look at this the opposite way. I think that if we put a bunch of pictures of guns everywhere, even with the red line over it, I feel like that's the wrong message. I feel like it. it I feel like it creates this sort of paranoia that, like, everywhere people have guns and everyone around me has guns, I better go into this store where it's a gun-free zone because outside everyone has guns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. it's playing the wrong message where it's going to make you think that, like, oh, this store is a gun-free zone. If it doesn't have a sign, it must be a gun zone. or You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like there's there's something here that's wrong. Like, like it's just creating this idea that, like most stores, if I go into it in Seattle, we don't have these signs because most people here probably don't even have guns. Yeah, uh, most people in Seattle haven't even seen guns. <laughs> like it's not like a. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> this isn't a heavily armed. Yeah, this isn't like a yeah. heavily armed kind of city like Chicago seems to be. But I just wonder, like, it, like <laughs> I just wonder if putting these signs everywhere just creates like the opposite atmosphere where suddenly everyone feels like. There's there's guns everywhere. There's you know? just danger everywhere. Maybe it makes sense though that in Chicago, I would see these everywhere because it's a more of a problem there. And here in Seattle, yeah. it just seems silly because it's like, oh, no one has guns. It's like, You're so silly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> silly pizza parlor. Guns are for thugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I We're too gentrified that, though, to have I mean. firearms. <laughs> 
What's that? We're too gentrified to have firearms in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. No need, man. Yeah, no need. I don't know. I feel like... Just, I don't know. The gun... The whole gun control debate is just... It's difficult because, like, realistically... You just... You, no one's going to win. No pro-gun control people are going to win by, like, going around saying, ban guns. I think that's just a wrong stance to take. You can't True. be like, ban guns, because a lot of people really like having guns. And when you start going around saying, oh, you know, ban this thing that everybody likes, people start getting really upset about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have to approach it from, like, a different angle and be like, we should, you know restructure how gun ownership works in the country or something you know like something like that you have to come at it from like focus on the positives not on just banning guns because like i said everyone's like well i like guns and you want to ban something i like so you i don't like you <laughs> you know yeah there's a very educated and nuanced and understanding conversation we can have about the real issues of gun ownership in america but we don't have the the baseline of trust required between the parties involved to actually have that conversation. So we're stuck having the conversation where it's like ban all guns or give teachers or, guns in classrooms. Yeah. Know? Like we're stuck having those kind of arguments. It's just we're we stuck on one be. extreme or the other. Yeah. Know? Give our high schoolers guns or take away guns from like, I don't know, police officers. It's like, okay. <laughs> we we just can't get, we're hopefully in the future we figure out how to have the real conversation about the 10 percent of things that we actually disagree about but we're stuck you know fighting over this one percent of that 10 percent just trying to like gain ground does that make yeah. sense is that fair no that makes sense because it's just because yeah well it's like i said it's just it's it's just there's like an issue here that has a sensible middle ground that could be very yes. effective, but everyone's so stuck on their, on their ground and, and they're just getting, and they, all they do is they're just, they're just going at each other, just shouting at each other about things. And it's just, yeah. no one's, no one's moving either way. Everyone's just spreading further apart. They're right. just going deeper into their corner. This is like the theory of everything then. This works for abortion, guns, Trump yeah. stuff. Like it's like, there's a, there's a sort of a, there's a middle ground area, gray area where you can actually solve problems. And there's sort of like a fine line area where people get really touchy. And we keep just going straight to the that, that fissure and trying to dig stuff out of it. But it just ends in people getting mad. But yeah, if maybe if we deal with all the upstream stuff and then get closer and closer, then we'll sort of figure it out or the problem yeah. will just go away. But we just want to find well, these little parts. Yeah, when I was kind of thinking about that whole idea of like you can't just come out and start ba saying ban this and ban that when I was actually watching uh, Chris D'Elia's podcast, an old podcast that he had, uh, I think it was from last year, where he watched a news clip about uh, these people that wanted to ban clapping. They were like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, like ban clapping. And once, you, once they started talking, like I could see their point of view because they were basically coming at it from... Well, there's people, you know, who have, they can be uh, hard of hearing and have hearing aids that really get messed up by like clapping, yeah. loud noises like that. Some people have anxiety and the clapping can overwhelm them and stuff. But like, and I was like, all right, I can see what you're, where you're going, you know, do something, you know, a little bit more low key than clapping, but you can't just come 
and just say ban clapping because everyone's just everyone's gonna have that exact reaction that you have. They're just gonna be like, huh, screw you. I like to clap. Dude, you know, you have I to, I you want have to, like, ban clapping in every movie theater in America. Clapping, that I can support. Clapping should never happen in any movie theater in America. I never want to <laughs> see someone clap. If a movie goes on and the credits are rolling, who are you clapping like, for? I'm gonna start clapping for this movie I just watched. Get who the out hell of the are you movie theater. For? <laughs> nothing makes me more angry yeah but like <laughs> just who are you clapping for you know who are like, you clapping are, for are the actors gonna hear you? you like no yeah. you're clapping for like the other people there that just watched the movie too like yeah. what are you <laughs> they saw the movie too they know they know how they think about it you it's know like <laughs> It's like the lowest form of appreciation. That's what I always say about clapping. It's the lowest comfort form of appreciation. I just watched a movie. It made me feel good. I liked it. And then as soon as the credits come up, I have to be like, oh, I have to do something to show how much I like it. I just start I just, clapping. <laughs> the credits like, come up, I just get up and leave. Yo, this comes from the Instagram generation of, oh, I like something, so I have to tap on it to show that I like it. That's where that comes from. That's why I watch a movie that I end, and I feel like I need to do something to show that this is a good thing. I can't just enjoy it and think it's good and maybe go write a tweet about it or something. I have to just, you know, admire content by doing something. Does that make sense? That's what I think it comes from. I think it's this idea, yeah. As soon as I see something I like, I have to somehow do something to reciprocate the fact that this is worthy of admiration. You know, Mm. there's no more of just like, oh, it's a good painting and it looks great. You know, like the Mona Lisa. And then you go and you think about it for a while. (laughs) You have to tap on the Mona Lisa now to show that it's a good painting and that you approve of it. You have to show that you're in the likes. Yeah, you have to put your name in the like section so people know that you approved of this. It's that that's where we're going. It's deeper than it sounds, but it, it's just something there. It all ties together somehow. I can see where you're going there. I think yeah, you know, because like I said, was, like I was saying, you got to interact, right? Because every time yeah. you see like a tweet or something, you, you interact with it. You're like, well, I'll like that, or I'll retweet it, or I'll I'll reply to it because I like this, or I don't like this, so I have to interact with it too. But it's all about like interacting with things. It's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting way to see it. There's a bunch of content and it's social media content. You always can do some kind of interaction. Then there's old media content, movies, news articles, and you know, TV shows where you don't necessarily have that built-in way. Like, of course, if you watch something on Netflix, you can thumbs up, thumbs down. But if you watch something in a theater, there's no thumbs up or thumbs down for me. So I just have to do something. And then it's the same thing with like you read a news article and you don't like it, but there's no like there's no like thing for you to do, so then people just go crazy and yell at each other. I don't know. I'm still developing that part of the theory, but <laughs> we'll work people on it. people need to channel things somewhere. So, anyways, I think we solved everything in this episode. I, I think so. Really I think we now. solved a lot of problems. I think we fixed gun rights. We fixed impeachment. We fixed uh, Battlefield Five. <laughs> just put, just go, just dial it back a couple of hundred years. Yes, keep that- the same guns. <laughs> Years. There yes. you go. George Washington needs to be in. Or I guess that six. would probably be what, like a hundred years. Um, well, like hundred fifty or that's something. That's true. Well, ba- George Washington in Battlefield Six or Two, whatever number comes first or last. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they'll just start going back and naming it after years and stuff. Battlefield like eighteen twelve. Eighteen twelve. I think time travel would really open up a lot of doors for them. That's that's my final take. Maybe I think so. We should do like a, a final take in our next episodes. We'll try that out. 
my final take this week, Battlefield 2 should have Abraham Lincoln in the War of 1812 and George Washington at the same time because it's about time travel. And that's all you need cool. to know. <laughs> I think we can all uh, get behind that. Yes. All right, well, I think that wraps it up for the day. Uh, thanks for listening if you've made it this far. And uh, maybe you can tune in next week.